ministry of Jesus. I'm just excited about living for the Lord. Um, you know how your alarm clock goes off and you hit snooze? And then during the snooze sessions, you have short dreams. Anybody, does that ever happen to you? I call them my short stories. I hit the snooze button today. First of all, Amy's alarm, my alarm went off at 6.59. Hers went off at 7, so I can really say I'm trying to get up earlier than Amy does. That very rarely happens. Usually Amy goes to bed early and I stay up late. I was talking to a friend of mine Friday night on the East Coast, and he said, what are you still doing today? And I said, I have night owl syndrome that we don't stay up for any good reason. We just don't go to bed. We think we're going to miss something. And then I said, well, what are you doing up? Because you're an hour ahead of me. So that's about my friend, Brother Paul. Pray for Brother Paul. He dealt with cancer a few years ago, and he, I asked his professions about his health, and he said that he had some uh, bad numbers and some blood come back, and he's got to visit the doctor this week. So pray for Paul Miller. Also, he's on the news, so pray. Uh, but I'm excited about living for the Lord. And in this one short dream that I had this morning, anybody ever heard of John G. Lake? John G. Lake was a uh, had a healing ministry, a very powerful healing ministry around the early, 19, or the early 1900s and middle in the 30s and 40s. In fact, he and his wife went to Africa, and people were healed everywhere. And when he left Africa, he actually anointed a rock in one country in Africa, and whenever the Africans would be sick, they would go to that rock, and if they touched that rock, they would be healed by the power of God. Well, in my dream today, I dreamed that we were in together like this, and we got a message and says, Lake says that healing ministry is coming. And in our dream, in my dream, it was like we were all going to get this healing ministry. And it, when I woke up, I'm thinking, if we have this healing ministry, if people can be healed, just like when Jesus walked on this, on this earth, buildings will not hold the people. So I don't know if that was a prophetic short story or not, but I'm taking it as one. Amen. I believe God wants to use us. I want to talk about the ministry of Jesus today. This is part seven of how we got here. He had powerful teaching. I, I started this last week and never got very far. Luke chapter 4, verse 31. I have concluded that I'm going to get somewhere today. Everybody liked last week, though. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. There, too, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. The church is supposed to have authority, brothers and sisters. We are supposed to be Christians, and we are supposed to, number one, whip sin in our life. We're supposed to whip sin in our lives. Okay? When you become a Christian, you become a Christian, and your talk is supposed to change. You drop the F-bomb before you don't drop the F-bomb no more. Sorry about that use of English anymore. You're not supposed to drop the F-bomb anymore. Think about that. You used to look at pornography. You don't look at pornography anymore. You used to be involved in extramarital affairs. When you come to Jesus, you're not supposed to be in those extramarital affairs anymore. Well, this is good preaching already. Amen? We're supposed to change. Things are supposed to change in our lives when Jesus walks in. When Jesus walks in your house, man, and nothing happens, that means that you're not giving him liberty to do so. It's all about choice. At this wedding last weekend, I, I, and every, every wedding, you know, I had, I've had three weddings to conduct this year. You got you to, gotta, and you don't want to say the same thing at every wedding. You want to give somebody different stuff, right? So the different stuff that I found this time was, you know what? Love is not this, ooh, I get to you. 
Love is not love is not these feelings racing up and down your spine when you see him or her. Man, when I see Lord help me. Jesus knows. Only Jesus knows really what I think about love. Brother Walter. Love is not feelings. Love is a choice. Love is a choice that, you know what, there's some days in your marriage, and I, I, I'll tell this at somebody's wedding one of these days, there's gonna, love's a choice, and you choose to love them. You, some days you love them so much you just want to squeeze on them and love on them and eat them like cotton candy. Other days you pray they get on the wrong train and disappear for a while. Now, can I get a witness? Because they feel the same way about you, right? I don't know what was just said over there, but it's, we're just keeping it on that section. You know, your your wife's mad at you. You're mad at her, whatever. She says, honey, I'm going to Walmart. And you just say under your breath, why don't you get lost, you know, for a while in Walmart. Stay, they stay there for a while. You know, but love is a choice. And so it's also a choice in living for the Lord, because we love the Lord, and we allow Him by our choices to work in our lives or not. You cannot judge somebody that comes to church and gets the Holy Ghost and gets baptized, and they walk out, and they're still the same old person a year later that they were when they first walked into church. And don't blame God because they say, well, there must not be any power in that Jesus thing or that Holy Ghost thing. There's so much power in the Holy Ghost because it is the Spirit of God, it is the Spirit of Jesus that lives inside of us that we are earth movers incorporated. We're going to move dirt one of these days. There's enough power in the Holy Ghost living inside of you to raise a dead man back to life again. But when that same spirit inside cannot keep you from dropping the F-bomb or fighting with your wife or having not only lustful thoughts but continuing in the trash that you were in, then you are not making the choice to allow God to work in your life. Oh, this is real preaching here today now. And so Jesus is teaching in the synagogue every Sabbath day, and the people were amazed at the authority by which he spoke. God wants to change our lives completely. God wants you to be different today than you were a year ago. And next year, a year from now, on October, whatever it is, he wants you to be better this time next year. Right? I mean, you, you guys that are just getting married, you learn how to adjust each other. You get to our stage, we know what each other's thinking, even though we lie about it. I know what you're thinking. No, you don't. Now, sometimes Amy can't read my mind. Ooh, I know what she's thinking. But you get to learn to adjust with each other. And so you're adjusting, and, and coming into the church is an adjustment. And coming into the kingdom is an adjustment. Now, I'm not just talking about joining the church. I'm talking about being born into the kingdom. You see, we are royalty here. You and I are royal folks here. We have royal blood pumping through our veins. Jeff, what is your middle name? Jeffrey Paul. It's a beautiful name. You like it? She loves it. That's why she married. She says, oh, what a beautiful name. Did you sit there, Karina, when you were dating him, just wrote Cade, just to see how, before he even asked you to marry him? Really? All you girls like that? Come on, let's see. Amy, did you write Zimmerman before I asked you to marry me? Problem. Well, we got a problem right now. All right. Jeffrey Paul Cage, Jesus. Because he's been baptized into the body. He's been born into the body. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about joining the church. We're not talking about bringing you up here and saying, okay, we're going to bring Tim Davis up here now, and we're going to vote on Tim Davis's membership. 
And then the church gets to vote and says, yep, well, Tim, sorry, you're out. Church voted. 39 yays, 40 noes. Miss it by one. You can't be in the church. It's not like that. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so when you're born into a family, you get all of the benefits of that family. Some, benef- some families have more benefits than others. Some families have less benefits than others. Amen? And then when your wife's not thankful that she married you, that's when you take her to the family reunion and let her see all the nuts. Brother Gary Potter said something in the office this morning. He said every, every lucky, lucky squirrel finds a nut now and then. Something like that, wasn't it? Every blind squirrel finds a nut now and then. There you go. You're born into this thing. So when you come into the kingdom and you receive the Holy Ghost and you're baptized, you've got royal blood coming through you and you're part of the family of God. And Jesus is teaching all about the kingdom here. And then he is casting out devils in church. Now, somebody says, oh, I don't think devils can go to church, come in church. Ooh, man, you're not reading your Bible. Because they are there. There's probably some here today. I just wish they'd give more in the offering. If they're going to come and use up space, at least give a little bit, right? Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 33. Once when he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit began shouting at Jesus, Go away. Why are you interfering with us? We already talked about this last week. Jesus came to interfere with the kingdom of darkness. That's what the church is here to do now. We have taken the place of Jesus on the earth. Instead of Jesus walking everywhere on the earth, there's all, the, all of you are little Jesuses walking around on the earth. You have power to disrupt and interfere with the kingdom of darkness everywhere you go. You can be walking into an apartment and changing a flapper on a toilet and say, oh, by the way, Margo, while I'm here, I'm going to pray for this apartment. I'm going to get this thing cleaned out for you so you can go sleep in your bedroom. You don't have to sleep in the couch anymore. I said, Margo, if you're not going to use this extra room, I'm going to split it off and make a studio apartment out of it. Double my money. But she comes up and she says, you know what? It's working. I'm not seeing things anymore. I'm not seeing shadows anymore. I'm not hearing the dogs are fine. You know why? Because we are sent to interfere with the kingdom of darkness. They said, have you come to destroy us? Are you kidding me? Do you realize the devil's saying that Jesus can destroy them? And if we are the church, if we are the walking in the footsteps of Jesus now, guess what we have the power to do? We have the power to destroy the works of darkness as well. We have the power to destroy the works of the evil one as well. Amen? And you say, well, I don't think I can do that, Pastor. I mean, let me tell you something. If you're not cussing like you used to cuss last year, you are destroying the works of darkness in your life now. If you're not sinning and doing those things that you used to do then that you don't do now, you are destroying darkness in your life. So you are a bona fide destroyer of darkness in your life already. Amen? Anybody better than you used to be? Well, then you're destroying darkness. So you are qualified. Amen? You're qualified. Jesus said, shut your mouth. Be quiet. Come out of the man. At that, the demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd washed, and it came out of him without hurting him. You know what? I'm going to say something practical. I've never witnessed a practical issue in my whole life. <laughs> Listen, in some circles, I, I walk into the room. I am practical in the room. I'll never forget one time I had to go to a funeral visitation. And there were some of my, my best friends from my past there. And all this chirping, I heard, oh, Pastor Tracy's coming. Pastor Tracy, so what? I've got I to gotta pay my honor to the family. Amen? So I'm not controversial. Here's what's controversial. If people go to a church where devils aren't being cast out, they're not really going to church. Because it happened in the Bible. And people who say, I want to be like Jesus, I want to be what the Bible says, then you better read what the Bible says. 
Everything we've done here today has been in the Bible. Clapping our hands in the Bible. Sing a new song in the Bible. Shout to God with a voice of triumph in the Bible. Amen? Everything we've done. And people get scared. The devil makes, oh, I'm so scared. Oh, this, this church scares me. This church scares me. And then they go down to the Redwood and they get drunk. And one of their drunk, crummy buddies comes up and gets mad at him because he owes him 75 bucks, smashes a long neck on the bar, and then stabs it into his stomach. And he's more scared of that than he is a Holy Ghost-filled church. Are you kidding me? My filter's kicked here. Amen. Are you kidding me? You're scared of that? And you live in darkness all this life, and you carry guns and pistols, and people you watch people get shot on drug deals and all of this other mess, and you're scared to go to church where they might speak in tongues a little bit? The only problem is, here's the, here's the real issue. If you want to be a real genuine Christian, a real New Testament Christian, and these signs shall follow them that believe, in my name they shall cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues. Now that is red letter. That is what Jesus said. But my grandma went to that church because I just love my grandma. Shut up. Your grandma probably didn't go out to the bar or get drunk and high. And you do that, so what are you worried about whether you go to the church grandma went to or not anyway? It's just an excuse. The devil will throw any excuse at you to keep you away from the power of God. But I'm here to tell you today, if you're willing to fight, God will give you the strength and he'll give you the victory to win. That's all free. Healing comes when devils leave. Wow. Wow. I'm talking about the ministry of Jesus. Is it after you again, Randall? What is that? I thought you was flipping the devil back there. I said, go on back there to Mark. Mark's behind me. I know the spiders. Is he still there? Oh, my Lord. Devils. Leave and healing comes. Look at this. Mark chapter 9. I'm going to give you lots of scripture today. That's one thing about it. We stick in the Bible here. I didn't get my book of prayers out today and find out what was good for this quarter. Third Sunday in October, fall edition. Prayer for all things. Blah, blah. I ain't going to start one yet. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. And they went out, behold, they brought him to him, a dumb man. Now, that is not a man that's speaking. That's a man who can't talk. All right? I'm just telling you. That's not a dumb man. It is a dumb man, but it's not a dumb man. You know what I'm saying? Why was the man dumb? He was possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitudes marveled, saying, it was never so seen in Israel. Do you know what Jesus likes to do? He likes to do stuff that has never been done in your life before. He likes to do stuff in our lives that has never been heard of before. If we would take a poll in this church today, there are many of you who probably never dreamed that you would be in this kind of church. You thought we was crazy. All right, let's do this. How many of you never dreamed that you'd be in a church like this? Keep your hand up and right, look around. All right, but here you are. Welcome, young Padawan. Welcome. Right? But we found out a long time ago that everywhere we went, we weren't getting what we needed in here. And hungry men aren't choosy which dumpsters they dig out of. And when it gets to the point, it's like, you know what? 
It was never, if, if your grandmother knew that you was in a Holy Ghost-filled church, some of your grandmothers would roll over in their grave. At least you think so. Because you really don't know what your grandma may think. Your grandma may say, go for it, young man. That's awesome. Get as close to God as you can. I'm, I believe that the devil is just trying to keep us away from seeing the supernatural with all of our reasoning and all of our excuses and all of our thinking that this might be make this one happy, this might not make this one happy, this one might get mad at me. Well, who cares who gets mad at you or not? The Bible says that we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And if this is the kind of church I need, and if this is the kind of preaching I need to get me to heaven, then this is where I'm going to have to be if I'm responsible for my eternal destination. So they've never seen it like this before. Matthew 12, 22. Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Did you hear who's going to family worship center? That's basically what it says. Did you hear that who's pastoring at Family Worship Center? Did you hear who? Did you do you did you hear Amy's best friend is going to Family Worship Center? She they're going to that family they're going to that crazy church. I just never knew. Praise the Lord. You're not going to come in here and see the the hymnal numbers on the board up there. Eight seventy five. 59, 1210, 843. You're not going to get up there, Tim, reading those S's. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, some of you came out of this. Hey, now you, this, is, this is not just a formality. This is a relationship. I'm falling in love with Jesus. Amen. I'm falling in love with a, in a relationship here that's going to take me all the way to the other side. Amen. They said, is, is this not the son of David? It doesn't matter who's in church with you. It doesn't matter where you're going to church. People are going to talk. They're going to talk about whether you're in church. They're going to talk about you whether you're out of church. Amen. If you're the town drunk, everybody's going to wish to God you get to church and get your life straightened out. And then you go to church, and you're the town drunk, and the, the Lord drives you out. And then they say, can you believe he's going to that church? You know what? You will never, ever, ever make everybody happy. Ever. So why even try? Look at it and say, but you learn to live with it. You just got to learn to live with it. You got to take it as it goes. I'm in this for life. I'm a lifer. I want everybody in here to be a lifer. I want everybody in here ready to roll. Mark 9, 25, when Jesus saw the people come running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying to him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, I love this part, Lifer. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was one, as one dead in so much that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. I like it when people who have never been here repeat right there. I don't know, as the older you get, you get more comfortable. I don't know why. The filters begin to dissolve. Because you're like, what are you going to do, shoot me? going to do fire me you ain't never given me a dime in your life now you're going to fire me and you know what i want to i want to say congratulations and i want to say hats off to all of you folks who have came out of dead religion into this i'm yeah 
Okay, I'm back. But it's hard. Listen, it's hard because you have to break family ties. Some of you had to break family ties. Some of you had to break 61 years of going to the same church. Dude, that's a long time. That's longer than I've been alive. And you were big enough in your mind and in your heart to say, there may be something better that God has for me. I see Sister D. Sister D, what were you before you got here? Praise God. I never thought about it. We got Episcopalian. Hallelujah. That's awesome. That's awesome. We got Methodist. We got Catholic. We got Baptist. We got Episcopalian. We got Christian. Bernie with my mama. We got Lutheran. Where are we at? Where are we at over here? You got anything over here? Okay. And some of us just came from darkness. Some of us just came from a mess. But my hat is off to you, and I honor you for being a big enough person and an open mind to let the Lord's revelation work in your life, to bring you out of those rituals and those traditions and allow your heart to be opened up where God could put the Holy Ghost inside of you and put the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus on you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You men and women of God are giants in the spirit realm. If you could just realize it, you are giants in the spirit realm. Now, for me, I grew up in this. I can't go to that dead stuff. I grew up hiding under pews when those big old high-heeled spikes, women dancing. That's my heritage. Sister Willie Johnson walking down an aisle with that white dress on and that black cape. I told you who was one of who she mentored, right? T.D. Jakes. I'm sitting there watching Jakes one day on television, and he says, oh, one of my sweet mentors, Willie Johnson, and I about fell out of my chair, had to throw all my real teeth back in my head when he said that. I was sitting on an aisle like you was, Johnny, right there. She come down that aisle, and she was she's, she's preaching and talking, and about the time she got to me, she went, oh! And I was about 10 years old, and I wanted to crawl under a pew. I said, Jesus, not now. I thought she was after me. Here she is after my bigger brother. Hallelujah. Thank God. But that's what I grew up in. We've just been waiting on all of you to get here, and now you're here. Guess what? They, they said, you know what? The people came running. They said, oh, my Lord, people can't critique what's going on here. If you've never been in something like this, you can't tell us how it's done because there's about 82 ways to get it done here in this church. What kind of churches are you going to when you when the music's playing and people are singing and you're standing next to somebody and you want to ask them, how have you been? You, you don't, you, you can't, in some churches you got to go. No, here when it's all fired up, how you been? And not one person outside of you two can hear you because it's so loud and it's so hot. But the Bible says that when we get to heaven, it's going to be as the roar of many waters and 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying hallelujah, worthy is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. This is just rehearsal. We're just getting ready. We ain't going to be up there on a cloud playing a harp. That ain't like it is. Amen. On the Sabbath day, Luke 13, one Sabbath day as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. And she had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called over and said, dear woman, you are healed from your sickness. All he did was speak the word. Oh, can we get there, church? 
Oh, Family Worship Center, can we get to that point where we speak the word? We don't have to anoint them with oil. We don't have to gang, gang around them and pray. Oh, how hungry are we for the supernatural around here? Hallelujah to God. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight. He, she, how she praised God. But the leader, now watch, the leader in charge of the synagogue was indigent that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. You are always going to have somebody find something wrong with something. Somebody find something wrong with something. So watch out of season. Do what God tells you to do. Walk where God tells you to walk. Pray for the ones God pr- tells you to pray for. There are six days. Now watch this. He's all holy. There are six days of the week for working. He said to the crowd, come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. But the Lord replied, you hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you unite your ox and your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out to water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been healed or held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. What's that tell me? That tells me that some sickness is demonic. And sometimes you're going to have to pray against the spirit of infirmity until that spirit leaves you. the 16th, 1989, when he came into my life. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at him. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. In March of 1998, I was at a Megan's birthday party. We had a birthday party out at Grandpa's house. It was cold. We were eating chili. Amen. We used to have chili cooking in there. Anybody ever eat chili cooking there? Let me do that. All right. Okay. We're eating chili, and I noticed that my eyesight was kind of weird. I noticed it looked like I was kind of looking through there. I started being weird. I didn't say anything to anybody. The next morning, I woke up, and it was a little worse. So finally, finally, I told my wife about it. And long story short, I received a call. Now, if you have bad news from somebody, don't leave it on the phone. All right? Just tell them to go. I'm sorry. It's uh, just, just, don't just leave it on the line. So on on my son's birthday, on Richard's birthday, on April 16th, we had in our bedroom, I don't know if you've ever seen these or not, they were hooked to a box. It was a box that was hooked to the phone. And the phone went to a a wire into the wall. And I think they called them, I don't know what they called them. I don't know if they were boom boxes. Oh, they were, no, they were answering machines. know, hey, if, if, so if they weren't there, you can leave them, they can leave a message. So I go in the house, I'm by myself, and I'll never forget, the answer machine, we had this gold, little gold stand that we bought at Ikea 300 years before, and it was over there, and the phone was on the top, and the answer machine was on the bottom, and I just got down on my knees to uh, get a hold of, get push the button on that answer machine. You kids don't know what that is. And so I hit play, and I'm listening to the messages, and this message says, yes, this is so-and-so from so-and-so's doctor's office, and we have the results back from your uh, MRI and your spinal tap, and you do have MS. And this is how I was right here. 
And I remember going like this. should not be working, right? You were in the meeting with me. We went to that great meeting. The first thing you do is when they tell you you got something bad, they want to give you all this bad stuff to read, right? Anybody got any of that bad stuff to read? Yeah. So I started reading it one night. I read about four paragraphs, and I closed the whole packet, and I said, this might be for people who have MS, but I have Jesus. And so I put all that good material right, I filed it. There's a, a file 13, put it right in the trash. And I said, you know what, Lord, if I've got what they say I've got, you're a big enough God to heal me or you can take me on to glory. Either way, but I'm not going to fill my mind with all that mess. So I threw it away. Then we got to go up to Sullivan to the doctor's office there in Sullivan. She was in Decatur. We got ended up in Sullivan at her other office. And they said, okay, here's what's going to happen to you. In the next five years, you're probably going to have trouble starting with some of your motor skills. Uh, ba 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 By year 15, and then by year 20, if you're still around, didn't they say that? If you're still around in 20 years, which would be, 2018, well, I'm around. I don't know if that's the round they were talking about. If it was, we have definitely taken care of that thing. If you're still around, you probably won't be able to walk or talk. Now, I don't know what you think, but I'm definitely able to walk right now. Because Caden back there is probably wishing that I would stand in one place a little longer so he can get all the cameras focused, right? But I can also talk. Here's what I did. I decided that I can either lay down and I can just let this thing try to get a hold of me or I can fight fire with fire. And I have read enough of the scripture that says, you know what? There are diseases and demons that are attached to diseases. Because Jesus said that woman was bowed over for 18 years because the devil had inflicted that upon her. So while I'm in the shower, I begin to renounce and rebuke the spirit of infirmity. I come against the spirit that holds multiple sclerosis. I come against every spirit of darkness, that disease that would try to take down this body because God has called me to preach. God has called me to move in the spirit. And so guess what? I'm going to fight fire with fire. And suddenly began, I began to cough. I began to hack. I began thinking. I felt, I mean, I felt violent coughs coming out. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I'm getting deliverance in the shower. I am delivering myself. Boy, wait till they hear this on the radio. They will be critiquing the stand, won't they? Oh, did you hear about that pastor down there at Family Worship Center? But come on down. You're the next contestant. Amen. And then I went back for the next MRI a year later, and they said, we don't know what's happening, but the legions on your brain are beginning to shrink. The next year I went back, and they said, not only are they shrinking, but they're disappearing. Hallelujah. That was 21 years ago. I'm here to tell you that if you're willing to fight, brothers and sisters, God is able to fight with you. If you're willing to take a stand, you can beat the devil in your house. You can beat the devil in your body. You can beat the devil in your life. Hallelujah. You can do this thing. Luke chapter 9. Everybody come. Luke 9, I'm almost done preaching. Luke chapter 9, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them what? Power. And he said, maybe if you get lucky, the devil will listen to you. See, the worst thing, Margot, that could have happened that day when I went in there to change the flapper on your toilet, 
was when that devil heard that one God preacher say, and when I come back, I'm going to anoint this place with oil, and we're going to clean this place out. Because Jesus gave me power and authority over all. All. You ready? I want to say it like a preacher. All. Ready? Now hold it. Now hold it. Now hold it. Now you guys are ready. I know you are. On three. Like a preacher. Right? All. All power. Not just when you're in church. Power when you're on your job and somebody's giving you a bad time at work. You know what? i tell you what I do. i tell you what I do. If somebody give me a hard time at work, I'd be taking me a little oil in my pocket. And when they're out there working on the floor, Frank, I'd be oiling up their locker in the name of Jesus. And say, Lord, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to follow peace with all men. But I'm telling you something, Lord. You know how they're persecuting me. You know what they're saying about me. So we'll just let them tangle with you, Jesus. I baptize this whole locker with oil in the name of Jesus. Lord, let them come under the authority of the Holy Ghost. And the next time you walk in the break room and they're sitting in there, they're crying. And you say, well, what? Don't act like you got wipe the oil off your fingers. What's wrong, honey? What's wrong? I just don't know. I just feel terrible. Can I pray for you? And these are people who didn't want you praying for them. Please, yes, pray for me. And you get to pray for them. And the power of the Lord starts. You know how it goes. Uh-huh. And you don't ever know. I'm going to tell you something. Some of you know Nick Brown, right? Some of you know Nick Brown. Well, Nick Brown's dad used to work at Continental IP up in Shelbyville. And there was a jokester there by the name of Bill Hubbard. And they made fun of, of Nick Brown's dad, Bruce. And they even they, they put uh, glue down on the chair in the break room. And Bruce sat down in it, and then he had to take his whole pants off because his pants wouldn't come off the chair in the break room. And they persecuted him. And they persecuted him. And this is coming close home, so you get ready. You follow the genealogy here. Well, old Bruce just kept going to church and kept loving God and kept worshiping Jesus and prayed for his enemies. And they went back to work and get persecuted the next day and persecuted the next day until suddenly, somehow, there was an apostolic preacher who came across Bill and Lori Hubbard's path. Long story short, Bill and Lori Hubbard come get the Holy Ghost, get baptized. So that persecution that they were doing to Bruce Brown, Bill ends up getting the Holy Ghost. Now he believes the same way Bruce does. But it doesn't stop there because Bill Hubbard's sister is Debbie Carr. And Debbie and her husband are in a church up in Finley, a dead church. And Bill tells them about the power of the Holy Ghost. And they come, they get the Holy Ghost and get baptized. And her sister Robin and her husband Mike and their family comes and gets the Holy Ghost and gets baptized. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to tell you that if you're persecuted, if the devil's after you, you just stay faithful to God because he gave you authority and power over all devils. And it's hard to tell who's going to be sitting on your pew beside you before it's all over. All power. Over all devils. And to cure diseases. When we come to pray for you, something's supposed to happen. When you come to church and have a need, something's supposed to happen. That's what we believe around here. Because that's what the Bible says. Tap your neighbor and say, that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. Hey, you're getting ready to be free and lost, aren't you? Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is working in your life. You, gotta be, you had to be there that day. Yeah. Amen. Sin's getting you. Yeah. And he sent them to preach. 
He's sending us out to preach and heal the sick. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Guess what? He couldn't go to all those cities, so he sent his people out. That's us. Guess what? We need to go out, and we need to bring them in. We need to go out and teach them Bible study. Pastor, I can't teach a Bible study. Shut up. You can. You can. I've got it on video. I've got it on DVD. I've got it on flash drive. I've got other people teaching it. I'm teaching it on the Internet, on the webcast, the website. Listen, it's all there. We can do this thing. If you get a question, oh, what happens if they ask me a question that, that I don't know the answer to? Ask them a question they don't know the answer to. Right? Say, it looks like we both need a Bible study. You say, I'm going to write this down, I'm going to take it to my pastor, and I will ask him the answer, and I'll bring the an answer back to you next week. There you go. That's all you got to do. It's time. We got to sow the word. We got to be sowing the word. He sent them out into every city. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into his harvest. Can we fill this house next weekend? Hallelujah. Can we do it? Hungry hearts, can we do it? He sent laborers. We got to be laborers. Mark 17, and when they were come to the multitude, there came a certain man kneeling down saying, Lord, have mercy, my son, is a, for he's a lunatic and sore vexed, and oft times he falls into the fire and into the water, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. That's bad. That's bad. Because when you call for help, I'm supposed to be able to help you. When you call for help, I'm supposed to be there. Right? Winter, spring, summer, or fall. Come on, you got to act like you're going to tell it now. Oh, you got to be. You got to have stage presence. And I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to sing. Right?
never found that. I learned that a long time ago. Sitting in a staff meeting. I said, that wasn't fair. My big old boss, pastor, rolled over up on the table, the, the desk, and I, I was sitting where Margot's sitting, and he said, who said it was supposed to be fair? I'm trying to think who told me that. I'm still trying to figure out who told me it was supposed to be fair. She said, yes, Lord. He said, for the saying, for this saying, go thy way, the devil has gone out of thy daughter. He said, yes, Lord, I know, but the dogs, the Gentiles, eat under the table of the children's table. We get a little bit of a crumb from the Jews. She said, all I'm asking for is just a crumb. That's all I'm needing. And so he said, you know what, for, for saying this, your faith, your daughter is going to be delivered. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. He didn't have to go to the house. Guess what? It was activated by her faith. I'm talking about the ministry of Jesus and how we got here. I'm putting this picture together. Now, Jesus is rocking this world right now. Jesus is rocking this earth, and he is rocking the kingdom of darkness. He is messing up every plan of the enemy. And lo and behold, the other day, the other day I put on, on my playlist Carmen. You remember Carmen? Uh-huh. Hey, Grace! She's still dead. worry about it. He's gone. But you don't understand, Grace. He said three days and he's coming back to life. Don't worry. He said, it's going to be all right. The third day he called. No, he's still dead. And he said, Grace said, I'll talk to you later. Uh, later. Uh, uh. Then the stone was rolled away and an angel came on in and said, hey, I'm Gabriel. Who are you? resurrection power. That's in you. That's in us. For a certain woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit came and fell. See, this is the whole story again. The Greek, she was a Greek Syrophoenician, and he besought that he would cast the devil out of her. Jesus said to her, let the children be first filled. It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Guess what? It doesn't matter. When Jesus is pressed for the need, Jesus is going to come through. Family Worship Center, when they come to us, we're going to have to do it. Thousands cannot stop him. Say it. Thousands cannot stop him. Punch your neighbor and say thousands. Now say it like they would in Romania. Thousands and thousands. They don't pronounce their H's. Thousands. I thank you, thank you, Jesus. All right? I think I'm finished. I'm telling you the truth. All right? Thousands cannot stop him. I'm closing. Whatever that means, I'm closing. Mark chapter 5. And they came over the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met with him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. So there's this guy sleeping in the graveyard. I know that I'm not demon-possessed because the last place I ever want to sleep is a graveyard. All right? Sleeping in the graveyard. They, he was crazy. They were trying to put chains on him, hold him down. They couldn't hold him. He'd just be up all night screaming, ah! hear that all night. You think you're mad when your neighbor leaves the window open and they're watching TV late at night in the summertime and the fan, that's for air conditioning, and the fan's blowing the guy TV's voice over there to your in your neighborhood. Colton's house. Yeah, he used to be my neighbor. Hallelujah. And here's this old man. Ah! Demons act crazy. So he's like this. He's crazy. The townspeople are scared to death of him. Sleeps in the tombs. Because that he had often been bound with fetters and chains. Faders. 
fetters and chains and chains have been plucked asunder by him and fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. Day and night he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Oh, my Lord. No man could tame him. But when he saw Jesus, he ran shall bow and every tongue confess come on now hey that'll preach right there now that'll preach was he running for personal healing or were the devils recognizing authority uh oh look who just stepped off the boat they didn't say that to me the last cruise I got on not one person said when I stepped on that's the person that's going to look at no I tried to step off a boat onto a dock and fell into one that is not the landing you want if you're a man of authority. And he cried with a loud voice. Who was crying? The demons were talking. What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Those demons are talking. For he said, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And then Jesus said, what is thy name? And he said, Legion, for we are many. This word legion is a military term. It's a Roman military term. It can mean up to 6,000 in number. Now, you know spirits are just blasts of air. Right? Most of the time they don't take on a form. Sometimes they do. They're saying there's 6,000 of them. Now let me ask you this. We come into church and we say, oh, it's so hard to worship the Lord. Oh, I didn't like that service. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's too quiet. Oh, it's too hot. It's too cold. Oh, blah, blah, blah. 6,000 demons fell at his feet to worship. What's wrong with us? What's going on with us? Jesus is one God. He's one God. Looking at 6,000 demons. What does he say? If he saw him much, then he would not send them out of the country. Demons don't want to lose territory. And there was nigh in the mountains a great herd of swine, and the devil said, send us into the swine that we can go into them. Oh, this story gets even better. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There was about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. So let's just say that each swine got one leaf. There was a minimum of 2,000 devils in that manger. Well, now that's what some naked faith is like, isn't it? Now, what about this? What that man put up with, the hogs committed suicide because they weren't putting up with that mess in their life. What does that tell us? Let's all stand. What does that tell us? That tells me that we'll put up with junk in our lives that even pigs won't put up with. Oh, my. Oh, my. They that fed the swine fled. Oh, here's all the holy rollers here. They all fled. They told it in the city and the country, and they went out to see what was done. And they came to Jesus and see the one that was possessed with the devil that had the legion that screamed all night long. Ah! 
himself with stones, tormenting people. They couldn't tie him up with chains. Setting and clothed and in his right mind. Look how they are. was possessed of the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to praise him, to Jesus. Please leave us. Please get out of our town. And we was coming to the ship. He that had been possessed with the devil prayed. Can I just go with you? You see how crazy human reasoning is? You see how easy we are? The one that was possessed wanted to go with Jesus. The one that he terrorized in the town wanted the, the solution maker to leave. Woo, are you kidding? The word that God sent unto the children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Acts 10, 36. That word I say you know which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went around about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen? That's the ministry of Jesus, brothers and sisters. That's where we're at. That's how we got here. The next one is there's a transfer of power coming from Jesus to the church. That's us. That's us. That's us. I'm sorry, I'm very sorry that I could not leave the Holy Ghost realm to come join you guys in the dead church that you were stuck in. But I am so thankful that you had what it took to get over here to where we got some power, to where we got some authority, to where we got some healing, to where we got some deliverance. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, if you need to pray, this front area is open right now. Come on up. If you need to pray, you guys ready to sing? What you going to sing? Pushing back the darkness, yep. fighting up the kingdom, letting them be shaken. Come on up, come on up. In the name of Those Jesus, that need to pray, come on up. Those that need, don't need to pray, come in behind them. Come on, let's all come around. Let's celebrate him before we leave. God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, fighting up the kingdom, that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus.
Patricia. Just come on up here. Gonna keep, keep you strong. Amen. She's still fighting a fight. We're gonna keep her strong. Around here, I need some Holy Ghost filled ladies around her. She's still in the battle. We're not gonna give up. Not gonna give up. We've come too far. Let's pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak that power and authority over her life right now the same way you spoke that power and authority over your disciples in Luke 9, according to the Word of God. Lord, let your power come upon her. Lord, when she walks onto the battlefield, move mightily. Let the angels of the Lord go before her in the name of Jesus. Let the warrior angels go before her right now in the name of Jesus. God, begin to bring down those dark princes in the name of the Lord. Begin to bring down those dark forces in the name of Jesus. Subdue them, God, by your angels, by your word right now in the name of the Lord. Just speak those now. That's where you get your strength. That's where you get your strength. Oh, come on. Just point your hand up this way, folks. Just point your hand and speak in the Holy Ghost right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, 